You just gotta keep living, man. L-I-V-I-N. Welcome to the Rock Your Life Podcast. Discover the tools you need to fulfill the highest, truest expression of yourself. From family and wellness to business and goals, it's time to dream out loud. It's time to rock it. This stuff will rock your world. Rock! And now your host, Chasta. Chasta here, the host of the Rock Your Life podcast. I rock the airwaves in San Francisco Bay on 1077 The Bone and, of course, on Soundwaves TV as well, supporting the local music scene here in the San Francisco Bay area. And I am your host of the Rock Your Life podcast, a place where we talk about all aspects of life, good and bad. Uh, we talk about everything going on. And uh, this is a fairly new podcast. And boy, what a time to decide to host a podcast about hard topics. But that's what I am here to do. That's what I set out to do and that's what I'll do today. Now, to be honest, I had a different podcast planned for today. I am actually recording this on Monday, June 1st. Uh, so whenever you're listening to this, maybe it's the following day or maybe it's six weeks from now, who knows. But um, what's going on in the world right now felt so heavy on my heart and so pressing that I decided that I couldn't not talk about it. Uh, we are dealing with protests right now rightful protest right now. We are dealing with riots uh, and unfortunate looting and chaos in the streets. And there was no way that I have a platform and I just turn my back on that and I don't say anything at all. So I'm going to start this podcast by saying I'm for sure going to say something wrong. For sure. I'm going to say something that might offend. It might not be put in the right way, but I cannot and will not let myself and the fear of saying something wrong stopped me from saying something at all. I am a white woman. I am sitting in a room alone with my white privilege, so to say. And I, I have to say something. And, you know, this morning when I woke up, um, well, when I woke up, I didn't sleep much last night. In fact, I didn't sleep much over the weekend. I watched a lot of news. I took in a lot of conversations. And this morning when I got up, the first thing I did, I was listening to a podcast. Now, just for frame of reference here, I was listening to a podcast hosted by a woman who I adore. Her name's Shalene Johnson. She is a white woman. Uh, she has multiple very dear friends of hers um, that are black. And so she had one of her best friends, a black woman, come on and do the podcast with her. And that felt right to me because what feels a little strange right now is giving a point of view as a white woman. Um, but during this podcast... This black woman said, you don't have to reach out to have a black person speak with you or for you. You can stand on your own. You can say your piece on your own. Be brave enough to stand up and speak. Don't ask the oppressed to speak for you. And when she said that, I mean, it was like I was on the phone with her and she was talking right to me. That was her and the Lord working through her to tell me to go ahead and speak on something that I feel passionate about. And here we are. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to sit in this little box by myself and I'm going to say my piece and uh, I pray, I said a prayer right before I turned on this microphone that I say things in a way that will be delivered with grace and love and respect and understanding and I'm only wanting to have a conversation that is important and that needs to be said. Now, I wish it didn't have to come to this for us to talk, I wish that it didn't have to take decades and centuries of oppression and horrible things for us to get here where we're finally, 
paying attention to what's happening in the streets. But what happened with George Floyd was videotaped, and we've all seen that video. And we had no way that we could turn away from it, or at least I couldn't. If you could watch that and turn away from it, then you need to do some work in your heart. That's my opinion. But I do want to have a conversation about a couple things that I have seen in real time just in the last 24 hours that have been said online coming from people either I know or people in my community. These things have popped up on um, Nextdoor, the app Nextdoor, and on social media. I've seen a big argument about Black Lives Matter. And people either are definitely for Black Lives Matter or they don't understand it and they say all lives matter. And the problem with saying all lives matter is that it's misunderstood. You're misunderstanding the point of Black Lives Matter. When somebody says Black Lives Matter, it's not saying that they are the only lives that matter. It's saying they matter too. Black lives do matter. Black lives matter too. If you add those words to it, all of a sudden it makes sense. It does not take away from any other race. It's not saying that they're the only ones. It's saying that they have been oppressed, that they are treated differently. That's the bottom line. I'm a white woman with a white child. I never have to think about giving him guidance on how to walk through the world. I don't have to tell him to watch his back because of the color of his skin. I don't have to worry about him getting attacked because of how he looks. As a white person myself, I don't ever think twice about putting on a hood. And even in these times when we're wearing masks, right? I mean, the other day I'm at the bank. I'm at the bank and it was cold outside. I had a hood with a hoodie up and a mask on my face. And I didn't think twice about how I looked. If I were a black person or black male specifically, that could be really problematic. Let's be real. I don't have to think about those things. That leads me to white privilege. There's a lot of misunderstanding about white privilege and what that means. It doesn't mean guilt. I've seen that pop up a lot in the last 24 hours and specifically on next door. There are people that live in my neighborhood. To be fair, I don't know who they are. I don't know them, but I see in my neighborhood these posts, why do I have to feel guilty for being white? You don't have to feel guilty. It's not about guilt. It's about understanding your plot in life, the place that you live in, how you're treated. There, there's no reason you should be guilty for being born white, just like nobody should be treated differently for being a different color. It all goes the same way. You shouldn't feel badly about that because let's be real, you can't change that, that you didn't have a call in that. So it's not about guilt. It's about recognizing that, like I said, you don't have to be concerned. If you're of white skin, you don't have to be concerned about a number of things that happen in this world. And that's just a reality. And once we recognize that, once we give power to that idea, then we can start to open the conversation and relate to what other black or brown members of our earthly society, what they deal with every single day. So that's what it means for white privilege, um, because when you add guilt to it, then resentment comes crawling up, right? If people feel guilty about being white, then they start to resent others that look at them that way. That's not what we want here. We just want to acknowledge the, the treatment of different people. What we need to understand right now is what we're seeing in the streets, there's a lot of different things happening at the very same time. 
Okay. There are people out there in the streets that want their voices to be heard and rightfully so. They are protesting in specific this moment in the treatment to George Floyd, but it's also in the treatment of many, many other black individuals who have been wrongfully treated by police officers or others in society. This is a long, 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 long time coming. And that's why the frustration and the passion is so bubbling over is because people have had to deal with this for generations. So finally, we have come to a place where it is bubbling over. But here's the problem. At the same time, at concurrent time, you have agitators, right? You have people who are coming in just to stoke the flames, right? And I don't even mean physical flames, although that's happening too, but to stoke that passion, to stir the pot. You probably know somebody in your life. Maybe they don't jump in the street and stir the pot in a right, but they stir the pot on social media or they stir the pot in a conversation at a party. You know people like that. There are people like that in the streets that are doing that. They're stirring the pot. And then you have people that are just merely taking advantage of a terrible situation. They're seeing an opportunity to go in and destroy businesses, to loot, to steal items, and to gain from something horrible that's happening right now. So you have all of those things happening at one time. And then you have police officers that are doing their job. Now, let's get into that. My dad, uh, he was a volunteer sheriff uh, deputy in the county that I grew up in. And so I have mad respect for people in the police force. But I know from stories he even told me and from stories we've seen, of course, in the news over years, that there are corrupt people in the police department. But let's just stop on that real quick. There are corrupt people in every single industry and career and profession that you can think of. There's good and bad in everything. And just because somebody puts on a police uniform does not mean that they're a bad person. There are certainly cities in this country that have corrupt police forces, no doubt about it. And we're going to get to a bigger point on that in just a second. But to look at any cop and just assume they're bad is the same as looking at somebody and the color of their skin telling you that they are X, Y, or Z. And that was brought to my attention in a beautiful way on social media. Over the weekend, I shared on Facebook a video I saw of a uh, young black man who was hugging police officers. And then he was, and he was having a great conversation with them. And then he would turn around to protesters behind him who were enraged and passionate and frustrated and screaming. And my God, I understand. They have so much frustration. But he was turning around to them and he was saying, just because they have on uniforms doesn't make police officers robots. Just like the color of your skin doesn't make you a criminal. And that to me was a very powerful statement. It was a very powerful video. And you're seeing a lot of that. You know, it's very easy to see horrible things happening in the news because there's so much. You can fall into a vortex of horrible news and uh, just horrible images on TV. I was watching it over the weekend, but oftentimes I would have to turn it off when my three-year-old would look up because I don't want to see, I don't want him to see some of the things that are happening. Um, you know, he will get older and have to see that, but at three, I'm still, of course, protecting him from those images. Um, but what I do teach my son is to love everyone and to be kind to everyone. I say that every single day to him. Every morning he wakes up, that is a conversation that we have far before all of this happened. And I do live in a predominantly white community. That's the truth. 
but he will, living in San Francisco, um, Bay Area, I live outside of San Francisco, but he will be able to grow up being exposed to far more different ethnicities than I did. I grew up in a very small town in southern Oklahoma, um, and we had very little ethnicity at all. It wasn't until I went to college and then, quite frankly, started traveling a whole lot that I learned about other cultures and other races. And then I started digging in when I decided to become a journalist. I started digging in and learning. And that's part of personal responsibility, right, to dig in and do our own research. So I think that's super important. And that was part of the woman's comment today on the podcast I was listening to is, you know, it's personal responsibility to dive in and learn. When she she kind of talked about, you know, white people, it's like the the old saying, you know, oh, I've, I've got a black best friend or I have a black friend. Don't you don't want to do that either. Um, what she was saying is you don't want to ask the oppressed to help you. You don't want as a white person to go, God, I'm so heartbroken about this and help me understand. Help me in this moment. That's not a way to do this. You wouldn't go to some a, a woman or a man, somebody who was widowed, right, who had lost their loved one, and you would say, I'm so heartbroken about your loss. Can you help me get over your loss? That's what she was explaining. So it's personal responsibility to deal with this how we can, to dive in and to learn as much as we can, read articles as much as we can, find charities that are doing good work to serve black individuals and support those, and do your own journalism and make your own decisions and educate yourself. You can do that and then be willing to stand up and speak on your own stage, whatever that stage is. Mine is this podcast or on the radio. Yours may be on social media or to your family. Maybe there's somebody in your family that, you know, they they say racist comments and you've never really felt comfortable telling them to stop. Now is the time. It's always been the time, but it's certainly, you can't turn your back on what's happening now. It's not okay to be quiet anymore. And that's the thing is white people need to be allies to the black community. We need to hold hands with our black brothers and sisters and say, this is not okay. This has got to change. As the majority in this country, when we stand up and become allies with, this happened with the LGBTQ community as well. You know, when we who are, I'm not um, gay, but I very vocally stood with my gay brothers and sisters. I have many very close friends uh, who are gay. I stood with them. I fought online. I fought in real life. Um, I, you know, I went to protest. I did all those things to show that I was with them in in spirit. And I'm doing the same thing right now. That's what I'm doing in real time, recording this podcast as I'm speaking my piece that I believe things need to change. So how do we make change? Well, there's lots of different ways. Number one, I mentioned earlier, donating to causes that you believe in. I'll give you just a quick list of some of the causes out there that have spoken to me and some actually that I've donated to this morning. Um, So we've got the NAACP Legal Defense Fund. Donations to this legal organization go toward helping win landmark legal battles, protect voters across the nation, and advance the cause of racial justice, equality, and an inclusive society. That's one I donated today. Uh, Black Lives Matter, an organization with the mission statement of bringing justice, freedom, and healing to black people across the globe. You can become a global member by donating $5 
five dollars five bucks to support their campaign so also i donated to them today uh communities united against police brutality uh, that is a twin cities based organization accepting donations via mail or paypal for office cost cop watch equipment court filing fees and other expenses so that is uh, based in uh, the twin cities there's also the minnesota freedom fund for this specific moment in time, an organization that helps pay jail bonds for those who cannot afford to fight discriminatory jailing. Every dollar of financial donation to Minnesota Freedom Fund helps uh, people free uh, get freed. Uh, so that's another good one. So I am going to list all of those in the show notes so that you have clickable links that you can do a little research. And that's just the beginning of it. That's just to start. Of course, there is the GoFundMe as well for George Floyd, his memorial fund, which I am proud to report. Here, let's just click on it in real time. Uh, they had a $1.5 million goal as of recording time right now, which again is on Monday. They're at $7.3 million. $7.3 million. That's incredible. Uh, so again, people are making their voices heard in financial ways, and that is always super helpful. What else can you do? Vote locally. Now, I typically don't like to talk politics um, because this is a one-sided conversation right now. I'm talking at you um, more in my heart. I'm talking with you. But you know what I'm saying. You can't talk back to me in real time. So political change doesn't happen like that. It happens in real face-to-face, heart-to-heart conversations. That's truly what I believe in. So I don't want to uh, preach at you about you know voting or politics or right, left, none of it. But one thing I will say is that a lot of things that happen, for instance, in Minnesota with that police department, whether you like or dislike our president, the president himself does not have jurisdiction specifically over that police department in that city. Okay, that is where it's super important to vote locally. I know people don't get as excited about their local city council members or their local government as they do to fight over who should be president or who shouldn't be president. But it is incredibly important because as you're seeing in real time, those are people that can make change in the city of which you live. So really get into local government. Find out what issues are happening in your city or in your area that you can get involved in. Go to city council meetings. Find out what's going on. Um, Think globally, right? We all want to act globally. We all want to do something big to help change the world. But think globally, act locally, start within your community. If we can start making our communities better, we can hold those accountable, we can make them be responsible, then hopefully over time, those will add up, right? And they will add up to big change. So that is my my plea, vote local and get involved. So those are some ways that you can help. I know a lot of people want to go out into the streets right now and protest. And while I am a huge advocate of protesting, I've done it many times myself, um, I think it is very important to have your voice heard. The unfortunate part right now is that it has gotten really violent and incredibly dangerous. And I don't want any of you guys, my loved ones, to get injured uh, or to be hurt in this. But there are ways that you can make your voice heard. And finances on, honestly helps a lot. Um, saying your piece on social media with love and respect, that is key. Um, try not to get in nasty fights and battles on Facebook because that never helps anybody. And I don't know the exact solution to how this is going to get fixed. I'm not going to pretend that I do. But what I do know is that it begins with love and respect and understanding and listening. When somebody speaks, when you have hard conversations, listen to what they have to say. I've had a couple of hard conversations over the last few days, and I've learned things from people. 
Um, in fact, I, I wanted somebody to come on this podcast with me, but they didn't feel comfortable saying what they had because they were afraid, just like I was, right? Afraid of saying something wrong or being, you know, lashed out out for, for their views. Even though I thought their views were interesting, uh, they felt uncomfortable. And I, I get that. I get it. Because people are very ready to pounce. They are very ready to attack because there is so much hurt. There is so much frustration. But it's important for me personally to be able to sit here and talk with you about this. It's important for me to hear how you feel and how you feel about the words that I've expressed. I'm starting a conversation. That's my hope. I would love for you to reach out to me and give me your piece. And and if you feel that you need to challenge me on something that I've said today, please be my guest. I would love that as long as it comes with respect because I think when we have respectful conversations, then that's when change starts to happen. Okay, so my email is chastaonair at gmail.com. I would encourage you on social media to find the good, share the good. I have been myself trying to find things that have light and love in them. For instance, that young black man that was fighting between protesters and uh, the police officers, he took a stand there to have a peaceful a peaceful conversation. I said fighting, but I should say it was a peaceful conversation. It may have been loud <laughs> and it may have had passion, but it was at its 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 heart. It was peaceful to have that conversation to explain to one another with respect and dignity. And even though you're passionate to try to have those conversations as calmly and understanding as possible. I mean, we need to understand not all blacks are criminals. Not all whites are racist. Not all cops are bad. Ignorance comes in all colors and all forms. And if we have these conversations, we can start pushing out that ignorance and we can find a way back to one another's hearts. And that, to me, is the goal. Thank you for listening today. I would love for you to reach out to me, chastaonair at gmail.com. If you want to hit me up on social, feel free. On Facebook, Chasta Radio. On Twitter is just Chasta and Instagram is Chasta Lynn. And again, I would love to hear your comments. I would love to have this conversation with you. Just be respectful to me and everyone else. And please, please, please take care of yourself. And of course, rock your life.